On this episode of Bhagwan Falang, we have a look at the different and most common types of accommodation in Thailand. Hotels, guest houses, condos, apartments. Where should you stay and what kind should you stay in? Hello and welcome back to Bhagwan Falang, the podcast. Accommodation in Thailand. There are thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of hotels, guest houses, condos, apartments, you name it, available for your holiday in Thailand. But where should you stay and how should you book? Well, let's start with booking. I find a great way to book is using websites like Agoda, Booking.com, Hotels Combined, etc., etc. The good thing about these sites is you can see great reviews from people who have stayed there recently. They give you a lot of options, a lot of ways to select your type of accommodation. And another great thing about these sites, especially at Goda and Booking.com, is quite often the hotels will have a book now, pay later option with free cancellation. Now, it might be $1 or $2 a night more, but it's a great way to book yourself a hotel or a guest house and secure that option and allow you to keep looking further on down the track if you want to, to find something better priced or something that more suits your style. Or if you change locations or change your dates, you can cancel it for free. It's an option I always use if I'm going somewhere new and I don't know what the area is like because I book a hotel straight away and then I review my options. I generally find that later on down the track, I will cancel that option and book something better that suits my purposes much more. Should you stay in a hotel? Should you stay in a guest house? Should you stay in a condo or an apartment? Well, let's have a look at guest houses and hotels first. What's the difference? In my opinion, really, it comes down to the size of the premises and some of the features. Guest houses tend to be a bit smaller, as in the number of rooms, often don't have a pool available. Most guest houses I've found don't actually have a lift. So you've got to use the stairs. So there might be three, four, five, six flights of stairs, depending on where it is. Location is also quite different. Guest houses tend to be on top of bars, next to bars, down smaller streets. So again, location can be a, a good choice or a good part of the reason why you would choose a guest house. They feel more personal to me. I like them. I really do like guest houses. Hotels, on the other hand, tend to be much bigger in size, you know, 60, 70, 80, 100 rooms. Typical of a hotel you'd find in most countries in the world. They'll generally have a 24-hour front desk, which is handy if you're arriving late at night. A lot of them have got gyms. Most of them will have a pool, if not multiple pools. They generally have a lot more staff, but you also have a lot more guests staying. So which is better? Well, it comes down to your personal preference, really. As I said, I tend to prefer guest houses. But having said that, I do stay in hotels quite a lot as well because I'm not always traveling on my own. Condos and apartments, well, especially in places like Patea and Phuket, you can rent some really nice ones. However, Thai law does require anyone renting a premises for less than 30 days, at least I believe this is the case, to be registered as a hotel. So keep this in mind when you are booking a condo or an apartment, even through sites like Agoda and Booking.com, as what you may be renting may actually be an illegal rental I don't think you'd get in trouble for it, but you may find yourself without accommodation when you get there. For me, they're not really for the casual or the first-time holidayer to anywhere in Thailand. They're more for the people who are going to be staying for several weeks or months at a time and who have a general experience of the town that where they're going to be staying at the time. So let's talk about what to expect from a guest house or a hotel when you're staying in Thailand. Well, first off, most places require a security deposit on arrival but this most often isn't listed in the booking details on Agoda or Booking.com or even on the hotel or guest house personal website. It's normally only one or 2,000 baht and it's almost like a key deposit. So it's not a lot of money, but just be aware that if you don't have the cash on you at arrival, they may ask you to go and get it first. Wi-Fi. 
Internet and Wi-Fi is just about everywhere in Thailand. Every little bar, restaurant, massage parlor has it. The hotels and the guest houses have it as well. Generally, it's free and unlimited. The quality and speed can vary a lot, but I find for the most part it's quite good. It's generally better than the speeds we get in Australia, that's for sure. I do find a lot of the bigger hotels, however, have a frequency to disconnect quite regularly with the internet. I suspect it's due to the number of people who are using the internet and the limited number of routers they have on each floor. I've stayed in hotels which have 30, 40, 50 rooms per floor with one router covering the entire floor. So if you're not in the right room or if everybody's trying to use the internet at once, as I'm sure you can understand, it can drop out and get quite slow very, very quickly. Most, if not all, rooms will have in-room safes. Some can be relatively small. Some can fit a 15-inch laptop. Most of the time I find they're little digital code safes and you have to reset the code yourself when you arrive. It's normally done by pressing a button on the inside of the door near the hinge, putting your new code in, four, five, or six digits, depending on the safe, and then pressing another key next to the numbers, normally an A or a B most commonly. Then you've got your own personal lock. Some safes are still the older key style, especially in guest houses. Places like Caron Beach or Qatar, the smaller guest houses or the older guest houses tend to have these. They still work fine. In-room safes are a good place to store valuables out of sight. But do keep in mind, that's generally all they're there for, to keep your stuff in the one location and out of sight. Most hotel staff have the ability to unlock the safe for you if you lock it by accident or can't remember the code. There's a generic code they can use to unlock some of the digital safes or they'll have a key to open it for you. So do keep in mind that if you're keeping some very expensive valuables in there, while they are out of sight and secure to an extent, they're not that secure. Where should you keep your valuables if you're not going to keep them in the safe? Well, that's up to you. I'm not going to tell you my little personal hidey holes because that would give the secret away. The safes are great to use to store your passport or small sums of cash or maybe even little bits of jewellery. Just don't store large sums of cash or really expensive jewellery in there. Nothing will go wrong most of the time, but it only takes that one chance opportunity and you've lost a lot. Pretty much every guest house or hotel room you stay in is going to have air conditioning. The quality is generally pretty good. They can make the rooms nice and cold. I find most of the hotels and guest houses, especially in places like Patea and Phuket, use the split system air conditioners where you have one unit inside and one unit on the wall or balcony outside. They're not too bad. Some of the bigger hotels do use the ducted style air conditioning as well. I do find in general though, the air conditioning can be quite noisy. The split systems, because you do have the condenser outside on the wall or on the balcony and it's normally quite close to the bedroom, you can hear it cutting in and out, turning on and off. And for the hotels that do have the ducted style, for some reason I've always found the fan noise to be quite loud on those, exceptionally loud at night when you're trying to sleep. So just keep in mind that you are going to have some aircon noise in most hotels. Having said that, you get used to it pretty quickly and it's not a great annoyance. It just might be surprising to some first-time visitors to Thailand. Water pressure. And this is an interesting one in Thailand, especially in the bigger hotels. I've always found water pressure to be a little bit of an issue. It can be very inconsistent. Many hotels have great water. Many guest houses have great water. But it just seems that many of them have terrible or intermittent water pressure. There's one hotel I stayed at a few times in Patea. I actually really like the hotel, except for its water pressure in the showers. You hop in to have a shower, one minute it's fantastic, and then for the next two or three minutes it's a dribble. You can barely get wet, there's that little water. And then just as you're thinking, well, I've gotten as clean or as wet as I'm going to get, I'll turn it off, it comes blasting out of the shower head trying to knock your head off. I'm not joking, it's that up and down. So just keep in mind that the water pressure throughout Thailand can be quite inconsistent. Noise in general. 
Thailand is a noisy place, especially when you're in the cities. There's just this abundance of noise. I love it during the day. But if you're trying to get some sleep at night and it's really, really noisy outside, especially if you sleep lightly, well, you're going to have some trouble. If you want to be close to the action as well, just think about that. If you're close to a nightlife area or a party area, Thailand is a country, especially in those cities and those party areas, where people do party and drink and make noise till the wee hours of the morning. So expect it. If you're close to the action in a guest house or a hotel, there's going to be noise. Bangkok in general just seems to be noisy all the time. But as I said, I love it. So keep that in mind when booking a hotel. If you're booking next to a nightlife area, there'll be loud music, there'll be bright lights and moving vehicles till 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock, maybe even 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning, depending on where you are. While I've never stayed there myself, Walking Street in Pattaya, some of the nightclubs there can stay open till 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock in the morning sometimes. And if you were in one of the hotels that was on Walking Street near them, I would imagine there would still be a fair amount of noise because there can be a lot of people in those nightclubs. Again, keep in mind that many guest houses are situated right next to or right above bars, and they do generally tend to be a bit noisier because of that. You'll have noise going until the bars close, quite often loud music, or the bar girls yelling at each other and yelling at customers having a good time. You get the idea. If you are a light sleeper, or you just prefer to have someone a little bit quieter, you don't have to go that far. Normally only one or two soys or streets back from the action, and a few minutes walk, a guest house or a hotel will be a lot quieter. You're still going to have some noise and some road noise in most instances, but if you don't like a lot of noise, I would suggest taking that option. Not that far, a little bit quieter, and sometimes cheaper as well. Room quality versus pick quality. This happens all over the world, I'm sure, but I see a lot of comments on social media and Facebook about people seeing a hotel online in Bangkok or Phuket and it looks wonderful, it looks brand new, it looks absolutely gorgeous. And they get there and find out, well, you know what, it's nice, but it's a little bit run down. Looks like it's been used a fair bit, doesn't live up to their expectations. You have to expect that in Thailand. Unless the hotel is absolutely brand spanking new, it's probably not going to look as good as it does in the photos. You can expect your hotel to be clean, nothing broken, looking good, but don't expect it to look like you're the first person that's ever stayed there. You know, if you're paying top dollar for a big designer hotel, yeah, I would expect something that looked like the photos. For some reason, I find that hotels and guest houses in Thailand, even quite new ones, just tend to show their wear and tear a little bit quicker than you see in other countries. I don't know whether it's the materials that they use or the construction processes they use, but just keep that in mind. If you book a fairly new hotel and a good hotel or guest house, you're not going to turn up and get something that's absolutely rubbish and disgusting. Just don't expect it to look picture perfect like it quite often does on the websites. Lastly, I want to talk about the topic of bringing guests back to your room. Now, a lot of people go to Thailand for the nightlife and some of the pleasures that it involves, and they want to be bringing people back to the room with them. For me personally, I always book a room for two people, even if I'm traveling and staying by myself. Most of the times these days, I'm not by myself, I'm traveling with my partner. But if I'm booking somewhere for a night or two before she joins me or before I join her, I still book the room for two people anyway. It's just easier. And look, as I said before, let's face it, many tourists who come to Thailand have the option of bringing a guest back to their room for the night if they wish. You see, a lot of times on social media, and I get asked a lot in person by friends and people who know that I've gone to Thailand a lot, if the hotel they're going to be staying at is guest-friendly. Honestly, most of them are especially in your main tourist areas like Patong, Pattaya, Bangkok, areas that are famous and known for their nightlife, I think you'd struggle to find a hotel which didn't allow you to bring somebody back to stay with you for the night. 
If you've booked for two people, then in general, they will allow two people to stay. Most hotels will require your guest to leave their ID at reception during their stay, whether they're staying for one hour, two hours, or all night. As a little bit of security for you and for them, they ask that person to leave their ID card or passport if they're another foreigner at, at reception until they leave. It's a fairly standard practice and I wouldn't worry about it. If you wanted to have more visitors in your room, however, it can be a little bit different. Most hotels will charge you a fee per extra person. I've heard of anywhere between 300 and 1,000 baht per person, although I've never had to use this option myself. Also be aware that it's quite often policy for most hotels to list a max occupancy of three people in a room. So if you wanted to bring your friend and their partner back and you and someone you've met back as well and have four people in the room for a few hours, the hotel may not allow this. So just keep that in mind. Guest houses, on the other hand, have a more open policy, normally not requiring you to leave the ID at a front desk because there quite often isn't one. The front desk could be the bar. They also generally don't mind if you have two, three, four people back, but they're probably going to have a problem or complain if you're bringing back 10 or 20 people and having a party. So just keep that in mind. If you are going to Thailand to sample the adult pleasures or you're going there to meet friends and you want them to be able to come back to your room, it may or may not be possible. Not saying you can't bring them back to your hotel, but having them stay or spend several hours in your room could be a little bit different. I'm sure this is the same in many other countries in the world as well. So this brings me back to hotel staff. All I can say about this is treat them as you want to be treated. It's a simple concept, but it's one I find so many people forget when they're on holidays. So many people forget that English or French or Swedish or Russian or whatever they speak isn't the first language of the Thai people. Thai is. And so many people get angry at the staff for no reason. It's often a simple misunderstanding brought around by the language barrier. So be a bit patient and understanding with the staff, and generally I find they will do the same with you. Don't be rude. Smile. Be polite. You're in a foreign country. You're in their country. Have some understanding for them. When it comes to the hotel staff that you're going to see most of the time and pretty much every day, like your cleaners or the reception staff, I always like to say hello, have a smile, ask them how they are if I'm not in a rush. I find it gets you better service overall because you've paid a little bit of attention to them. Another thing that I find handy too is giving small tips to the cleaners. I will often, if I'm staying in a hotel or a guest house for a long period of time, after the first day or two, give them one or two hundred baht as a thank you for their services. What I do find having done this is if in a few days' time I ask for an extra towel or an extra bottle of water, they're quite happy to give it to me. And what I also quite often do is if the service has been really good and the room cleaning has been good, is I'll give them another tip throughout the week or the two weeks or at the end of my journey. It's not a lot of money to me, but it can make a big difference to them and it makes them happy. What it also does is make them remember you. And if you're going back again to the same hotel, I found doing little things like this for the staff there really does get you better service the next time and make your stay just that little bit more pleasant. So I hope this episode has given you a bit more information and hopefully a little bit better understanding about the different types of accommodation and some of the things you should think about when traveling to Thailand. See you next time.